You're listening to the IDP guys with Sean, John, and Nathan, the Wizards of Fantasy Football. Your go-to source for the individual defensive player strategy. And now, three guys who could only make an NFL team on Madden. All right, welcome back to the IDP guys. This is episode 56. My name is Nathan. I'm here with my co-host, John. Greetings. And Sean. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm currently uh, losing a battle with Mother Nature. Uh, For some reason, I'm sick again. So uh, this is going to be a shorter episode. Um, We're not going to have an interview, um, mainly just to kind of get through it. We wanted to get that information out to you guys, whether we're sick, whether we're not. Um, And so with that, let's start off with the question. How much did the Thursday night massacre affect you this week, Johnny? A lot. (laughs) I bet. I had Darius Leonard gone in three places. Anthony Walker gone in like four places. Marcus Hunt, three. Uh, Gathers, like five. Mm -hmm. Uh, Danico Autry in Dynasty in one other place too. It was, it was not great. Within, within within two quarters, like every IDP stud on the Colts was gone. It was it was absolutely crazy. Uh, what about you guys? Yeah, I yeah. I lost. Uh, well, Leonard didn't. I don't think he played. Right? He no, just suited up. We knew about that. The right, other right. the other ones just happened. Like, I had Walker in his place. I had uh, Gathers going. Farley on my bench, um, and he went off. But yeah, Hunt. So is the next places. man up Sky more than? Well, they they resigned. Well, they brought him back and they promoted him, so it's possible if Walker Walker just had a concussion though, and they had ten days off, so he should be okay. Okay, all right. Yeah, but they did bring him back. That kind of scared me. I was like, oh man, not not this game again with the Walker <laughs> Walker snap count yeah. nonsense. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. All right, so we have a call in this week. A question uh, from our good friend. Uh, Andrew out of Central Oregon. He called back. Uh, just for everyone out there, if you'd like to call into the show, um, you can leave a message and we can get it on the show. Uh, just try to do it before Tuesday at five, because uh, right after that is when we start recording the show. If you want it uh, answered on the show for that week, so that number is three one three nine eight six one four seven three. Just give it a ring. It's a Google voice account, so no one's really going to pick it up. Uh, You just leave a message, uh, keep it under, I think it's about a minute, and um, it won't cut you off or nothing. So that number, 313-986-1473. Let's hear from Andrew in Central Oregon. Hey, guys, this is Andrew from Central Oregon again. Um, So now this week I'm looking for defensive backs. I played Harrison Smith two weeks in a row now. It kind of let me down. Uh, I traded KZ away for Trubisky. Uh, starting to regret that a little bit, but I know it's going to pan out. Played um, Reggie Nelson, and that didn't turn out too hot. I also played Kendrick Lewis with the Titans, and that didn't turn out too good. Some players that are available uh, for the defensive backs in my league are um, Heath, Whitehead, Stewart, Nelson, uh, that's Steven Nelson, uh, Logan Ryan, players of that caliber. It's pretty deep, pretty deep league. Jason McCourtney. Anyway, 
um, let me know uh, in the show or whatever or anything like that. Uh, thanks for your help. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that sounds like it's a super deep league. So I dug up some of the deeper names to throw out here. Um, just uh, if if all these guys are taken, uh, hit me up on Twitter at orangeman3142 or use the contact us box on idpguys.org and uh, send me something with your email and I'll get in touch with you. We got plenty of time before Sunday, so we'll figure something out. But uh, the first ones I would try would be uh, Demarius Randall, uh, Browns. He's kind of been under the radar because everyone thought Peppers would be the guy there, but he hasn't been. Randall's been startable every week. Tedrick Thompson, the now free safety of the Seattle Seahawks, taking over for Earl Thomas. He's only played one week, but he had really good production and he had a high snap count. So if he's there, that's not a terrible idea. Uh, Marcus May taking over for Doug Middleton, or rather reclaiming his spot from Doug Middleton on the Jets. Uh, Safety has had two great weeks so far. He's a good option. Mike Adams, he's a little lesser owned guy. Uh, Safety Panthers would be pretty solid floor wise for you. Uh, Malik Hooker should be pretty good for a while now with uh, the Gathers injury. Um, plus he's been fairly consistent before that. Uh, that's the safety on the Colts, uh, Byron Jones. He's a safety slash corner in most leagues. Uh, he might show up as a corner on your waiver wire, but he plays or he's played, uh, some safety for the Cowboys. Uh, he's had good weeks, like four out of five weeks. So that's, that's a decent option for you. Uh, if you do have to go corner, I'd go Kendall Fuller, Janoris Jenkins, Jadobia Wuzier, Byron Jones, um, guys like that. Uh, you can always just send me, you know, a couple of pictures of, of uh, what's on your waiver wire too. Uh, Matthias Farley, I don't think anyone's probably jumped on that yet. Uh, he should have a job now with Gathers having the neck injury. Uh, so that can cover you for at least this week, maybe a couple of weeks. Uh, Xavier Woods, safety Cowboys. Uh, he'd be lower on my list of guys to add, but uh, might be doable. Uh, also, Trey Flowers, the corner. Uh, Seattle has been pretty consistent. Um, he's a decent guy too, if you want to add And Eric Reed just signed with the Panthers last week. Um, so that's not a terrible safety option. He had a, not a great week this week, but it was his first week with the team. So I expect his snap count and production to go up. So if none of those work, just, uh, reach out to me through Twitter or hit us up, uh, at idpguys.org through the contact us box and, uh, we'll figure something out for you. Good luck, man. Yeah, thanks, Andrew, for calling in. And for everyone out there, just remember 313-986-1473. Hey, it's Johnny the Greek from the IDP guys. Want a chance to interact with us and others in the IDP community? Join our Discord channel, a private chat room, and an app on your phone or computer. Message us on Twitter at IDP guys. Email Nathan at idpguys.org or go to our site and look for the plugin on our sidebar to join. It's a great place to talk all things IDP. This week's news. Okie dokie, another big news week. Uh, we'll start with some of the more speculative stuff here. So. Uh, LaShawn McCoy way at the beginning, uh, or right after the last show, there was some more nonsense with, uh, I think it's a baby mama this time or an ex-girlfriend or something. There's another allegation basically out there, but it, it, it certainly hasn't affected him so far this year. What I'm more interested in is 
The Eagles restructuring Fletcher Cox's contract and the talk that he may go to the Eagles. Do we think that's a possibility or no? It sure seems like it. Um, and I mean, it makes sense going back to his old team. It makes sense having them just lose JGI. Um Yeah, I don't know. It makes a lot of sense. And I just don't know whether they're going to pull the trigger. I, I'm really interested to see what the asking price is. Because, you know, if you're the Bills, you're not going anywhere this year. <laughs> That's very apparent. So um, I'm interested to see if they're just kind of in a take whatever they can get situation where they'll take, you know, a third to sixth rounder for them, or if they're in the, like, we need a second round pick for this guy. Otherwise we're going to hang on to him. Right. Um, what about the, uh, the, do you think there's any uh, credence to the bell to the Eagles rumors or, or that, that's, awesome. that's a little crazier. You think that I would be more surprised of, um, because to me, the Eagles, so they had Blunt last year. Um, they had Ajayi, Corey Clement, um, Wendell Smallwood, Darren Sproles, and they kind of used everybody in a bunch of different roles, and they've done the same thing this year. It just doesn't seem to me like they are at all interested in spending a ton of money on a running back. Um, so I would guess that they're more likely to trade for McCoy and just kind of ride out his short contract than to trade for Le'Veon Bell and have to sign him to a whole extension and give him a bunch of money. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> so this is obviously coming off the news that uh, JHI blew his ACL. Uh, if they don't grab anyone, who do you think's the next guy up? Is it Smallwood? Is it Clement when he gets healthy? What do you, what do you think? I actually was just looking into this um, yesterday. So I think that it's going to be Corey Clement. Um, so I went through some of the snap counts and basically um, week two was Clement 33, Smallwood 24. Um, week three was the week that Ajayi was out um, with his first injury. And that was Clement's 45 snaps, Smallwood 29. So it seems pretty clear that with Ajayi out, uh, they were going to use Clement. And then Clement was hurt from week for weeks four and five. And that's when Smallwood started getting his snaps. So I think that everybody's kind of looking at weeks four and five because they're the most recent weeks and saying, oh, look at all the carries that, or all the snaps that Smallwood was getting. And I think that the reality of it is, is that he was only getting those because Clement was out. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, <clears throat> we'll see what happens with that. Definitely keep an eye on it. Uh, another piece of news this week with uh, Earl Thomas breaking his leg. There was a lot of concern that uh, McDougal was going to get moved over to free safety, but uh, he did not. He stayed at strong safety. Tedrick Thompson ended up starting at free safety this week. So McDougal is safe to keep playing. And he had, uh, he had another monster week this week. He had like 10 tackles. So uh, he's nice and safe. Um, Which, by the way, um, just, <laughs> just so everyone can understand why Le'Veon Bell is doing what he's doing, Earl Thomas is why he's doing what he's doing. Oh like, yeah. You weren't here last week. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Go, go for no, it. That's yeah. exactly it. Right. Right. It makes, it, that's the perfect example right there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely crazy. So um, everyone calling Le'Veon Bell selfish can just fuck right off. Cause like 
he's doing what's best for him. And if Earl Thomas had done what was best for him rather than what was best for the team, he would still be healthy right now and he'd probably be looking at a better contract next year. Yeah, well, Kansas City was close to closing a deal with him when that happened. So it, it screwed yeah. him. Yeah. Crazy, man. Um, why do you why do you think Bell's coming back like week seven or eight, apparently now instead of 11? What's the deal with that? Uh, because that's before the trade deadline. Oh, so okay. right. it sounds like um, it sounds like the Steelers are like the only reason to do that would be if the Steelers are actively trying to ship him. Um, the thing is, is that he can't legally <laughs> negotiate a deal. And the whole thing was that he didn't want to get on the field because like he can't, he wanted to sign his deal before he went anywhere. So either something shady happened and he's been, or, uh, basically he's very confident in his ability to get a deal done with whatever team he gets sent to. Gotcha. That makes sense. So in Barfy tight end news, uh, Greg Olson supposedly could be coming back this week. And uh, they said that Evan Ingram has a good chance to come back this week, which is excellent. Uh, tight ends are few and far between this year. Uh, Thomas Davis will be back this week. He's officially been uh, unsuspended, if you will. So uh, if you need linebacker help, that's a great guy to grab. Uh, interesting story. I thought anyway, was that the Rams players, the Rams offense convinced McVeigh to go for it on that fourth to ice the game. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's nice having, you know, some pull with your coach like that. Cause, uh, you know, if it, you look at the same situation, essentially, uh, with the Cowboys over time and, uh, old space cadet there won't go for it on, on fourth and one with, uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott and they end up losing the game. So, uh, that was pretty cool. What'd you guys think of that? I wonder how often that happens. Um, Cause like, I feel like a lot of the times that that happens, we're just never going to hear about it. And this is just one of the few times that you hear about it. And I'm just kind of curious how often the coach is like, yeah, we're not going to do it. And someone's like, no, like, give me the ball. I can get this, you know, when it's successful, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It definitely helped. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool though. Rams look awfully good. And, uh, Mark Barron was back this week. He looked good too. So they're going to be a scary team, uh, this year. That's for sure. Do, uh, do we start Mark Barron? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Played everywhere. Yeah. He only played 80% of snaps this week and he had like nine tackles and some other stuff. So he'll be a okay. That's and, awesome. and they said they were easing him in. So Right, right. That's easing him in. That's easing him in. You know, when he gets up to 100%, he's really going to go nuts. Um, Giovanni, bleh, Giovanni Bernard out two to four weeks MCL. Mixon looked good. Uh, so th that helps with Mixon, I would think. Um, Sean, what do you think on that? Yeah, that's huge for Mixon. Um, and if you're looking for... You know, someone who like very deep leagues, the next guy up behind Mixon, if Mixon goes down with an injury in the next two to four weeks is going to be Mark Walton, I believe. So um, keep an eye on him. Gotcha. Uh, speaking of running backs, Jamal Charles signed with the Jags today. Uh, people are saying that this is not a good look for Fournette, that he might have a worse injury than we think. Uh, what, do, what do you guys think about this one? I mean, that's always the concern with Fournette. He's never been fully healthy. And I think it's just going to be really tough for him to ever get fully healthy. So 
Um, yeah, I, I would think that as long as the Jaguars keep winning without him, it's in their best interest to sit him as long as possible and get him fully healthy because everything he has is always a nagging injury. And you just want to like give him as much time to rest as possible to get all of that stuff right before the playoffs. Yep, definitely. Are you picking up Charles or are you staying away from that? Um, it depends how bad my team is, I guess. (laughs) Um, I would not expect Charles to have a huge role, but you know, like he's probably going to be somebody that nobody's going to grab on waivers. And if you miss out on all your waiver wire pickups and you got somebody to drop, he might be somebody worth stashing for a week and dropping next week. If he doesn't get anything. Sounds good. Uh, speaking of old running backs, Adrian Peterson dislocated shoulder last night, but he should be quote fine unquote. So there you go. Uh, Justin Houston out two to four weeks. He's a edge rush linebacker that you shouldn't be playing unless you have that specific slot in your league. So that doesn't really matter. Uh, and the Colts signed safety Mike Mitchell, which, uh, raises concerns about Gether's help, uh, health. Um, he had a neck injury before the season and re aggravated that injury, uh, you know, this last Thursday. So that's not good. I mean, it looks like for now Farley is going to step into that spot, but if they're signing a backup safety that, means it's probably a bigger injury or, or a more concerning injury. So that's not great. Yeah. 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 That's it. Alrighty. Gut check. All right. Excuse me as I wheeze through this, but uh, now is the part of the show uh, where we pair um, two sets of defenders and a set of offensive players, basically looking at who we would start over the other person. Um, and let's, we then put it in a Twitter poll, send it out to you guys and, uh, talk about it the week after. So let's talk about last week's gut checks real quick. I've got a pair of defensive ends, um, Dallas and Houston, Demarcus Lawrence versus JJ Watt. Uh, 91 votes, 59% went to Marcus Lawrence. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I guess the people by now, by now know that, you know, Watt isn't the healthiest guy in the world usually. Yeah. yeah. He's having a good year though. Yeah, he is. He is. He had another sack, uh, on Sunday night too. Nice. Um, here's an offensive one pair of running backs, uh, saints running back Alvin Kamara. Rams running back Todd Gurley, 141 votes, 67% to Gurley. Uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Well, that's the right call. And it uh, was uh, confirmed this week, too, with Ingram coming back and Kamara kind of uh, dropped the ball. Yeah, they didn't really need him that much, though. They're kind of blowing away the Redskins pretty quickly. True. Um, the last one is a pair of safeties. Uh, Colt safety Clayton Gathers versus Rams safety John Johnson the third, eighty votes, sixty two percent went John Johnson. Yeah, the uh, Thursday injury didn't help that poll at all. Right, <laughs> I'm sure. All right, so this week's we've got uh, three sets of guys that are extremely close in IDP points. Uh, first one pair of running backs Melvin Gordon of the Chargers has played and started five games this year, 334 rush yards, three rushing touchdowns, 28 receptions for 261 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns, and has had one fumble. 
uh, Christian McCaffrey, running back. Panthers only has played four games because they had the early bye week, but he's got 329 rushing yards, uh, zero rushing touchdowns, 27 receptions, 192 yards, one touchdown, and one fumble lost. Uh, and in one game less, McCaffrey has essentially the same stats. So I'm, I'm going McCaffrey. Uh, what do you guys think? You can go ahead, Sean. Uh, PPR McCaffrey, non-PPR Melvin Gordon. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I'd probably go with that too, yeah. Uh, Second set of guys, defensive. uh, This this blew my mind when I saw this. These guys are in most of my leagues just points apart. Uh, Daniil Hunter, I believe, is the Mm -hmm. way to say it, right, Sean? Yep. Okay. Uh, Minnesota Vikings has started all five games this year. 19 solo tackles, four assists, five sacks, no pass defense, no forced fumbles. Khalil Mack has played one less game, and that's probably why his production's right with Hunters. Uh, so he started four games, uh, 14 solo tackles, three assists, five sacks, two pass defense, one interception, one touchdown, four forced fumbles. Yeah, if I can get Mack as a defensive end, uh, I would take him. But if it's as a linebacker, I'm taking Hunter. Uh, what do you guys think? That's the correct answer. Yeah, but that's the only answer. Okie dokie. And this last one was rather surprising, too. So, Tony Jefferson, safety Baltimore, played and started all five games this year. 25 solo tackles, eight assists, no sacks, three pass defense, one pick, one forced fumble. Up against Landon Collins, uh, New York Giants safety, also played and started all five games. 25 solo tackles, 14 assists, no sacks, four pass defense, no forced fumbles, and no picks. So, these guys have within like two or three points of each other in IDP. And that's absolutely crazy because Collins is like one of the top three IDP safeties. She's just started slow. And Jefferson's had a solid game every game this year. Um, So, I mean, I'm I'm going with Collins, but uh, it's close. Jefferson's been really, really good this year. Uh, What do you guys think? I'm going Collins and it's not close just because even if they're close right now, I don't think that they're going to remain that way throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, we we shall see. Interested in helping the show? Make a donation to our Patreon. Click the link on idpguys.org. A $1 or more donation will get you access to our patron-only Discord channel where we will be giving those members exclusive access to mocks, leagues, and other content. $5 or more will get you a special thanks on the show. Special thanks to Matt Morales, Justin Lacina, Antonio De Hoyos, and my Balzac Ertz, our first donor. Hey everyone, it's the tipster reminding you to go Bogart the IDP Guy merchandise and gear it up for the 2018 season in style. So go hit up the site shop and support the no bullshit content we bring you to dominate your leagues. And let's uh, jump into the offensive waivers. Okie dokie. Uh, Sean, do you want to go with yours first, or do you want me to do the uh, obvious ones for you? Well, the outside of the obvious ones, uh, the only one that I would be looking at is um, Josh Adams. We talked a little bit about uh, the Eagles' backfield, and I think that Josh Adams could be the sleeper there um, just because he's the big power back, and they don't really have that in, uh, in Clement or... Smallwood. 
Gotcha. So we might get goal line work and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not sure what the role would look like if you had one, but, uh, we'll get to see this week. So that would be a really deep sleeper potential ad. Yep. Uh, so we've covered Smallwood, Corey Clement. You, you said, uh, Clement would be your guy for, for, um, once he's healthy, of course. Yep. Okay. Uh, how about Greg Olson this week? I think that's pretty much a no brainer. If he plays, you, uh, you, <laughs> yeah. pick, you pick him up. <laughs> yeah. It's a no brainer. Tight end position's terrible this year. You'll take anything from anybody that can catch a pass. That is for sure. I've played some pretty God awful tight ends this year. Yeah. Uh, Even if Greg Olson is like 25% of them, his former self, he's still outscoring most of the tight ends in the league. Yeah, certainly. Uh, with OJ Howard's injury, Cameron Brait was a common pickup this week. Uh, I would I would tend to be okay with that. What do you think? Uh, for a spot start, I like it. Um, but long term, OJ Howard will be back this year, so I don't think that you're going to pick up Braid and rely on him for the rest of the year. He's just going to be relevant until Howard comes back. Mm-hmm. How about Kiki Cutie? What's your take on him? <laughs> uh. uh Kude is an interesting one because he got a ton of hype before the year as a dynasty prospect. He was one of the ones that I never actually got around to scouting. I did like, I did like 300 some players this year and I didn't watch him. So I can't speak about him as a player that much, but he's had pretty consistent targets each of the last two weeks, three weeks uh, since he had his breakout. So I got to believe that at this point it's for real because uh, even if he's not that good, he's getting the volume It's just because there's no injury there. So there's no good reason to believe that he's just like getting it just because somebody else is out, you know? So I figure he's going to be at least part of the game plan going forward for the rest of the year. So it's a nice pickup if he's still there. Okay. Uh, for this week, probably only uh, Brida is questionable. May not play against the Packers. What about Morris? Uh, Morris is actually a, a more interesting one than you would think, just because if Morris has a really good game against the Packers, it might cut into Breida's work when he comes back. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't count on that. I would more count on him as a fill-in if you have a bye week or something this week, or if you just lost JGI and Clements not on waivers or whatever. Okay. How about Alfred Blue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't touch that. Yeah. Uh, For Foreman's coming back soon too, right? I believe. Yeah. I don't know what he's going to do when he comes back, um, but that's actually something worth looking into um, just as a like end of the year sleeper, like something that can help carry you in the playoffs if Lamar Miller goes down. Okay. How about uh, Christian Kirk Cardinals? Christian Kirk is interesting because he's putting up points, but he isn't really getting a ton of volume. Um, I looked and I think he had like two or three targets this past week. Um, let me pull it up here real quick. Yeah, you're right. It, so yeah, it he was had like two or three, four targets, three catches a uh, week before he had five targets, four catches. Um, and then he had one solid week of, I think eight targets. Then five targets and two targets. So he's just not getting enough work that I would ever count on starting him. Um, that said, if you have an open spot at the end of your bench, it might be the type of thing where he starts developing into a favorite target of Josh Rosen, um, just because they're both rookies and that tends to happen. 
Um, so yeah, it's worth looking at, but it's not anybody that I think you're going to want to start for at least four or five weeks. If I had to guess his next, his next week where he has a decent matchup is week 11. So, mm. um, your best bet is to pick him up when someone drops him on bye week, week nine. Gotcha. How about uh, the Packers had a ton of injuries this week. Marquez Valdez-Scantling actually did fairly well, but what do you think going forward? Yeah, he had a really nice game. Um, but first of all, Rodgers is not going to throw for 450 yards every week. Um, so that good game he had came in literally the best possible situation for him when he's playing a beat-up Detroit secondary. Rodgers throws for 450 yards. Um, they had two injuries ahead of them. So I don't think that he's going to take over for Geronimo Allison. I don't think he's going to take over for Randall Cobb, which makes him at the very best, a number four receiver on a Packer offense. So, um, unless Cobb is out for a significant amount of time, I'm not interested. Um, if it looks like Cobb's going to miss another week, I would guess that it's going to be scantling over St. Brown. That's going to be getting the targets. Sounds good. How about uh, Naheem Hines? Oh, Hines. I really don't think he's a good running back, but right now he's getting decent uh, production. But I think that that has a lot to do with the fact that Marlon Mack is out. Um, do we know what week did Marlon Mack go out? Let me check that real quick. Marlon Mack went down week two, looks like. Um, so week three would have been the first week that Hines would have had any chance at any significant work. So, yeah, I don't know. Hines has actually been pretty consistent throughout the whole year just based on reception. So if you're playing in a PPR league, um, it looks like he's going to be playable. The rest of the year, um, he had seven receptions last week, nine the week before, five the week before. And it looks like he's caught all, almost all of his targets. So as much as I don't think he's a good player, he's in a really good position. So if he's on your waiver wire, he's definitely worth a pickup. Sounds good. How about uh, Martavis Bryant? He's caught a couple long balls the last couple of weeks. Hasn't gotten in the end zone, but looked better. Yeah. Um, I don't, I just don't know that the upside is there with Derek Carr, with the type of player that, uh, Martavis Bryant is. Um, I think that he's purely a deep threat and I don't know that Derek Carr is going to be able to get him enough deep balls. that it's going to be super relevant. Um, that said, he has been playing better. So he's kind of more of a wild card shot that you would want to take. Like if you're one of those fringe teams that really doesn't have, like championship contention ridden all over him, but looks like he might make the back end of the playoffs. He's someone you pick up at the end of your bench, just hoping that, you know, something really works out for you and he blows up and kind of catapults you into contention. Okay. And, uh, one of the biggest ones this week after last night is Traquan Smith. Uh, what's your take on him? Yeah, we talked about Traquan Smith before the season started. Um, he was one of my, rookie receivers that I really liked the spot he was in. Um, up until this week, it hasn't really worked out because I really thought that he was going to be taking over kind of that slot, the big slot role that Cam Meredith has been playing. 
and it hasn't really happened and it didn't happen until Ted Ginn goes down. So this is a really interesting one because I, I really do believe in the talent and I believe that the opportunity is there if he can beat out Cam Meredith, but I don't think he's ever going to take over for Ted Ginn. So he's not going to be playing the role that he played yesterday. So really this kind of all hinges on whether the coaches liked enough of what they saw from him last night that they want to give him an opportunity at Meredith's spot. So he's definitely someone where I would love to pick him up at the back end of the bench and hold him. Um, just until he gets his opportunity in the Cam Meredith role, because I think that he would excel there over Cam Meredith. And I think that if he can do that, there's a ton of volume there for him. Sounds good. Uh, last one I had is old man, Frank Gore. Yeah, no. Yep. Uh, I'm okay with that uh, also. All right. So you want to go to defensive waivers? Sure. Okie dokie. Defensive waivers is only a page and a half this week, so it'll be a little light on the ears for you. Uh, as usual, if you want the full shebang, go to idpguys.org. Check out my instant reaction and waivers article every week. So uh, the first guy we talked about, Matthias Farley, should be taking Clayton Gather's spot if that neck injury continues to flare up. Uh, he was solid last year at 95 tackles in 15 games, so he definitely can produce. And when he came in four Gathers in that game, he had like six tackles, an interception, a couple pass defenses. So he's definitely a playable safety. Uh, continue to play Jayon Brown, linebacker Titans, until Wesley Woodyard gets back. Played 100% of snaps this week. Had a great game, like nine or ten tackles. Uh, so until Woodyard gets back, he's a solid plug-and-play guy. Uh, Jerry Hughes, defensive end Bills, had a nice week this week. Played 70% of snaps. Uh, I mean, with Griffin out for however long, with Bosa out for however long, uh, you could do worse for a couple week guy. Um, you know, it's a roll of the dice. Uh, Jerome Baker, linebacker Dolphins, actually did not outsnap Raquan McMillan this week, which was strange because he had every other week this year. But uh, he still outproduced him by like two to one. So he's, you know, despite only playing 55% of snaps, he's he put up the numbers this week, so... He's still a pretty solid option, I think, if you need linebacker help. Uh, Devon Godshaw, defensive tackle. Dolphins talk about him every week, and he's still not high-owned. 68% of snaps played this week. And they released, uh, I think we talked about this last show, Jordan Phillips, uh, defensive tackle, to, you know, as a, as a confidence booster, if you will. That guy's not stealing snaps from Godshaw anymore, so that's a good thing for him. Uh, everyone was looking forward to see what the hell is going to happen with uh, Perfect back this week, and it was really strange. So Nick Vigil actually played the most out of all three of those guys with 72% of snaps and led the way in production with nine tackles. Uh, Perfect only played 53%, but had like seven combined tackles, which that's not bad production, and his snap count will go up. It was his first game this year. So those two are playable. Preston Brown only played 66% of snaps and had three tackles. So it looks like he's going to be the odd man out. I would uh, bench and or shit can him and play the other two for now. Uh, Jesse Bates continues to be a reliable safety for the Bengals, played 91% of snaps this week. Uh, Christian Kirksey looks great. He's back. I, I can't believe people dropped him in leagues. It was, it was batshit crazy on their part. Guy had 135 tackles last year. He had 12 this week, played 97% of snaps. He's fine. Continue to play him. Uh, Chris Jones had a great game but only played 36% of snaps at defensive end for the Chiefs because he got thrown out for being an idiot. 
Um, but before that, he had like a sack, a tackle for loss, uh, a pick, uh, pass defense. Like he had every stat known to man except the touchdown and then got thrown out. Didn't so. he have the touchdown? He might add a touchdown too. I don't know. Yeah, he had that touchdown. Pick six. I guess. I don't know. I don't remember. But he had a lot of good stats, but he got thrown out. He's not a bad bye week guy either. Uh, Todd Davis continues to be the leading linebacker for the Broncos. Only played 63% of snaps, so that's still a concern. Uh, Brandon Marshall looked healthier this week with 84% of snaps, but didn't have the production. So we're just kind of waiting on that to happen. Uh, let's see. Derek Wolf, defensive end, played 73% of snaps this week for, I think it's the Broncos. Uh, yes, for the Broncos. Uh, he's, you know, if you have a bye week, he's not a bad guy to plug in there. Roll the dice. Uh, Marcus May has been great since he came back and displaced Doug Middleton at the Jets for the safety slot. Played 100% of snaps this week. Had a 99-yard interception return that he fell down at the one-yard line, so he didn't get that touchdown. That was pretty wild. Uh, Leonard Williams, defensive end Jets, played 77% of snaps this week. Had another nice week. Uh, he's had two solid weeks in a row. Not a bad defensive end option if you have buys coming up. Uh, DeMonte Casey, safety Falcons, played 100% of snaps. He's been really good since he took over for Keanu Neal. Uh, continue to play him with confidence. Uh, Duke Riley and Devondre Campbell both had the playing time this week, 84% and 85%, but did not have the production. I think that was just more a game script thing. Uh, not as much running as they were looking to see uh, to be productive. It was, it was a little more passing. Um, they'll be fine. I'd play both of those guys and sit Olo Okun or however you say his name. Uh, Terrell Edmonds continues to be a decent plug and play safety as long as Morgan Burnett is not playing. The second Burnett plays, uh, his snaps are going to fall right off a cliff. So keep that in mind. Uh, John Bostic only played 60% of snaps this week, had another productive week. So it seems like no matter how little his playing time is, his production's been there. So I guess keep playing him. It's really strange, but it's working out so far. Uh, Cameron Hayward, the defensive tackle slash defensive end for the Steelers, had a nice week, played 71% of snaps. Salad by week fill-in guy, injury fill-in guy. Uh, Janoris Jenkins, uh, cornerback Giants, had a great week. Played 97% of snaps. He's one of like my three favorite corners this year. It's him, Kendall Fuller, and Chidobi Awuzie have been like three of the best IDP corners. So keep playing him. Uh, Mike Adams, safety Panthers, had a nice week. 100% of snaps played. He's just not my cup of tea. This is his first like monster week. So I'm good. Uh, we already mentioned Thomas Davis is back. Uh, while Kazir White is out, Denzel Perryman's picked up snaps. He's at 88% this week. Had a nice week. Jatavis Brown, who was at 99% last week, dropped to 44%. So don't trust the Chargers unless it's Perryman, Kazir White, or Derwin James, or their defensive line guys. Uh, Nigel Bradham is at a season high of 90, 95% of snaps played this last week. Linebacker Eagles had a great week. Uh, we're almost there. Mike Hughes, cornerback, Vikings. This year, I don't know what the story is, but Trey Waynes is not getting targeted nearly as much as he was last year. And of course, opposing teams are going to be avoiding Xavier Rhodes. So that kind of leaves Mike Hughes as the, quote, weak link, unquote, in the Viking secondary. And he's been treated that way and targeted that way, and it's led to huge weeks, like four out of five weeks. So if you need an IDP corner, uh, he plays 100% of snaps. He's targeted often, easy pass defenses, easy tackles, solid matchup guy. 
Uh, Stephen Weatherly has been like an every other week type guy covering for uh, Everson Griffin with the uh, mental health issues. Uh, real, real quick, I'm yeah. gonna stop you. Yeah. Uh, so the reason Trey Wayne's isn't doing anything versus uh, Mike Hughes doing stuff is that Mike Hughes is playing 71 percent of the snaps, where Trey Wayne's is playing 42 percent. Just FYI. I've got Hughes at 100 percent for this week. I'm saying over the course of the season. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it looks yeah. like Hughes has just kind of taken over Trey Wayne's role. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, is, is Hughes a rookie or was he there last year? Yeah, he's he's a rookie. We talked about him uh, during my draft segment at the beginning of the year, too. Um, and another reason why to not go after Trey Wayne's. Um, so, let's see. Trey Wayne's. Yeah, he played 36%, then week two, he played 92%, then week three, 23, week four, 43%. So, yeah, he's not playing really at all. Um, I think they're just using him in specific matchups. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, th- this is, you know, this is kind of like how, how Tredavious White was last year. You know, did target the rookie, you know, make him make the tackle, make him, you know, cover the pass defense. Mike Hughes has been solid. I don't know if you have his numbers in front of you, but he's been really good this year for IDP corner. Yeah. So for his snaps, uh, he went basically week three, four, five. He had 79, 83, and 100%. So he's uh, he's locked in there now. Yeah, right. It's it's trending in the in the right direction, definitely. Uh, you're out there in Minnesota. Have you heard anything else about Everson Griffin or, or what? Because this Stephen Weatherly thing is not working out well for everyone. No. Uh it's all I've seen is that they're going to give him time. That's all I've heard. So gotcha. Well, I hope he comes back soon because it's not been great without him. Although the rest of the defensive line there has been stellar. Sheldon Richardson was great last week. Linval Joseph was awesome this week. <laughs> you saw that, right? The, uh, the, the, the big man touchdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was pretty wild. And, uh, Daniel Hunter has been incredible this whole year. So I, I hope he gets back soon. So, uh, Weatherly is like an every other week guy so far. So it's roll of the dice. Um, something the IDP dude uh, pointed out on Twitter that kind of blew my mind. Uh, in most leagues, the top three safeties are all Arizona Cardinal safeties in their three safety set. They've been playing as a base defense. It's uh, Buda Baker, Boston, and Antoine Bethea. Uh, in most leagues, those are the top three guys at safety this year. Yeah. So any one of the three is looking A-OK at this point. Um, kind of crazy, but we'll take it. And we'll be bringing in IDP dude, uh, next week, actually. Yeah. For an interview. Right. Right. Oh, nice. Yep. Uh, a couple more here. We talked about Mark Barron. He's back, played 80% this week, and this was his quote, ease it in week. So, you know, he should be up to hundred percent of snaps soon. And he already had like nine tackles this week. So it's just going to get better. Uh, there was some worry that Corey Littleton may not produce as much with Barron back. Uh, he did fine. He had like seven or eight tackles, played 100% of snaps. Uh, we already talked about McDougald. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch, mein Scheiser, uh, played 100% of snaps again this week without Sean Lee. Uh, Lee's out at least this next week, probably a couple more weeks. So you're safe with Vander Esch while that happens. Uh, Byron Jones really stepped up this week. He's a corner slash safety in most leagues. Played 100% of snaps, had 10 plus tackles. Uh, I think that's because Awuzie got dinged up. Uh, I saw a questionable on him, and he didn't have nearly as many snaps as he usually does. So I think he probably got hurt. I just didn't see that during the game. Um, Zach Brown continues to have issues this year, even though his playing time is back up there. 
So Mason Foster looks like the linebacker to own on the Redskins. 100% of snaps played. Another nice game, 10-plus tackles. Uh, Marcus Davenport had his first nice game uh, at defensive end for the Saints. Uh, had like two sacks, tackle for loss, couple tackles. Uh, played 57% of snaps, though. So redraft-wise, we're, we're just not there yet. He's still uh, kind of a dynasty piece, I feel like. I I would say to keep a serious eye on him, though, because he's been playing really well in all his opportunities. Um, he just hasn't had the production yet, and that finally turned into production this week. So I think that if you start seeing the snap counts going up, um, that's definitely somebody to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I could see it if the snap count goes up for sure, because... Cameron Jordan's the kind of the focal point uh, on their defensive line. And that leaves Davenport kind of free to do his thing. Same thing with Sheldon Rankins. He had a really nice game this week too. Uh, 59% of snaps at defensive tackle. He's been a little up and down this year, but uh, he's, he's trended in the right direction the last couple of weeks here. Uh, and that, yeah. that brings us up to last night. So that's, that's where we're at. So Marcus Davenport, FYI, uh, first two weeks, he had 34%, 37% of snaps, and then 50%, 48%, 57%. So it seems like it's, it's all trending up, right. upward right yeah. now. Yeah. And, he, and I watched that whole game. He looked good. He like physically looked really good last night. He was, he was causing, yeah. causing havoc. Yeah. Nice. Felt, felt bad for Alex Smith last night, man. Everyone on that defensive line was up in his grill. <laughs> so let's uh, kick it off with a quick review of last week. Um, this part of the show, we pick a uh, overproducing candidate, uh, satisfied our ranking candidate, and an underproducing candidate. Uh, we just kind of talk about them. So. I'll start off here with my overproduce. I got Jamie Collins had eight tackles, four assists, and a sack. Um, I, you know, a very good production. Uh, great points. I think that sack is you know just some extra frosting. So, yeah, he played like seventy nine percent of snaps. Um, he used to be incredible on the Patriots. Um, but yeah, yeah, he did have a nice week. Um, John, you want to go overproduce? <laughs> Sure. Uh, Isaiah Crowell. Mm. It's not going to happen again. Yeah. Damn. He had like what? 200 yards almost over. He had over 200. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus. I, um, uh, I saw something on Twitter where some guy was like, should I trade Isaiah Crowell for <laughs> one of these players or roll with Crowell? And the choices were like Jordan Howard, Devonta Freeman, and, like somebody else crazy too. And, uh, the poll, like 35% of people said, just roll with Crowell. Yeah, it's like, man. how is that your answer? <laughs> how are you, how are you that? Do you have that much recency bias? Get out of here with that garbage. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Didn't we run a poll that, uh, one of the options was I eat dookie and that still got like 2%. I had nothing to do with that poll. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying, like, there's no way of getting, you know, perfect results in a poll. I, I There's enough people that the are going to just The best way to get overreact. good results on a poll is to make a poll that doesn't have a ridiculous answer to it because people will do it to troll you. Mm. This is true. Very, very, very true. Yep. Wise words. 
Yep. Uh, my overproduced this week was Linval Joseph, uh, who is like a top five IDP defensive tackle, but this week he went batshit crazy. Uh, four solo tackles, one assist, one tackle for loss, one sack, one fumble recovery, one touchdown, 64 turnover yards, and one bottle of oxygen afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was pretty awesome. Yep. Nice. So uh, let's kick it off with the satisfied our rankings. I'm going to go here with CJ Mosley. Uh, six tackles, three assists, one tackle for a loss. I think he just came in at where we'd like to see him as far as a floor. Yeah. Um, yep. For sure. Yep. Nice to see him back at the top of box scores again and playing and healthy. That That's excellent. Uh, I'm going to go with Kendall Fuller for Met expectations. Six solo tackles, one assist. He's just in a, in a great spot. The Chiefs score a lot of points. They make their opponent throw earlier and more often than they want to. And he's in position to make easy tackles and easy pass defense. So, uh, mine's going to be David Johnson. Um, he's still running terribly. Uh, I think he had under three yards of carry this week, but he had two touchdowns. So it made up for it. So, um, obviously I expect the rushing yards to go up. Um, and I expect the receptions to go up, but I think the touchdowns kind of balanced it out and they kind of have for the last couple of weeks. So it really seems like they're just getting in the ball as much as possible now. And I think that the talent will eventually balance out the numbers to about where we're at right now with the touchdowns. Right. Yeah. It, nice to see him being productive again. Nice. So for underproduce, um, I'm going to start off with Fred Warner. Uh, three tackles. That was it. That was um, well get, unfortunate. Guess how many tackles led the team? Was it three tackles? No, it was four. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a weird game. Yeah, he'll he'll be fine. But yes, that and Reuben Foster was bad too. He had like three and an assist or something. Okay. Yeah, it was it was terrible all the way around. People are freaking <laughs> freaking out. Like, oh, what's wrong with Fred Warner? Like, he'll he'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah. Um, under Demarcus Lawrence, one tackle assist. That's it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's not a lot. No, no, yeah. it isn't. No. It'll be fine, though. That's good. What do you got, Sean? Uh, Brandon Cooks with a zero. Mm, yes. <laughs> and he had, a, he had a zero fucking... for the majority of the game before he got hurt, too. Yeah, that's the sad that's the part. thing. Yeah. That's fucking devastating. So I had Brandon Cooks everywhere. So yeah. that was, uh, that was a death blow. Um, so did we have last week, uh, or maybe it was a couple weeks ago, Brandon Cooks versus Galladay? Yeah, we did. How's that looking now? Well, uh, they both are good still. <laughs> right, right. Good injury doesn't change anything. True. Yeah. All righty. Um... Johnny the Greek. Okie dokie, we lost another one this week. We had Miami plus six at Cincy, which was looking good going into halftime, and then Cincinnati made adjustments and Miami didn't, and uh, it was not good afterwards. Um, but I, I think we've got it for sure this time, absolutely for <laughs> sure this Thursday. It's a done deal, guaranteed lock. Um <laughs> We're going to go Eagles minus three at Giants. Uh, if the Eagles want to be a contender this year, they're going to have to win a game soon here. And the NFC East is pretty wide open because everyone sucks. So 
time for them to step forward and take take the you know take the horse by the reins. Uh, anyway, they're negative one fifteen, so ten dollars gets you eight dollars seventy cents, and they're minus three points at Giants, and that's Thursday night football this week. Nice. So I gotta ask Johnny, uh, did you put any uh, money on the McGregor fight? I had my money on a random guy in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, we we watched that illegally on stream. Um, and you know the fight was whatever, and I, I wanted McGregor to win, but whatever, it was okay. And then we're just about to turn that shit off, and all of a sudden, Khabibi or whatever his yep. stupid name is jumps over the side into the crowd and flying kicks someone in the face in the first row and starts trying to kick the crap out of everyone. And then a guy jumped into the ring and sucker punched McGregor and all hell broke loose. And this is the craziest shit I've seen in a while. That was, that was pretty crazy. Did, did you catch any of that, Sean? No, this is the first time hearing of it. What? You have, dude, yeah, have you not I'm, been on Twitter in a week been, or something? No, I've been off the grid for about a week here. <laughs> wow. Jesus, dude, it was insane. Like the, the actual fight went to the fourth round and, uh, what's his face? The Russian guy wouldn't stand up and fight him. He was all, you know, ground and pound and, you know, the, I don't know. It was pretty gay what he was doing. Excuse me. But, <laughs> and, and he chokes him out and that's the end of the fight. Right. But then, uh, McGregor's boys in the front row are talking crap to him. So he throws his mouth guard at him and then he jumps over to the side of the ring and does a flying kick into the crowd, uh, and starts a melee in the crowd. And all the cops are coming out everywhere and everyone's going crazy. And then one of uh, the Russian guys, like fellow friends, jumped over the ring and sucker punched McGregor in the back of the head. And, you know, cops are flying out. It was it was crazy. It was it was absolutely crazy. I heard that spilled out into the uh, Vegas Strip that there were random fights just popping up. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Barstool had a video of one that was in Massachusetts the other day, like. It, after the fight, like, yeah. you know, the two opposing sides were beating the crap out of each other in like a Buffalo Wild Wings or something. It was, it was crazy. Nice. <laughs> People are fucking nuts. Yeah. 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 <coughs> All righty. Oh, excuse me. So make sure and follow us on Twitter at IDP guys individually. I'm at Nate Cheat. John is at OrangeMan3142. And Sean is at Lanny1925. Subscribe to the show. Uh, you can go to our website, idpguys.org. Um, there's a banner at the top that will take you to our Podbean website, or you can find the subscription feeds on the sidebar on the right. Um, also, if you'd like to help us out on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash idpguys. Uh, I just got cords coming in the mail tomorrow. Uh, we will be trying to get the live stream going next week for our Patreon supporters, question mark, hopefully. Um, but there's also a lot of other great things that we offer for our Patreon supporters. Um, and this live stream is going to have everything. It will be... Um, what the fuck? Someone's are you, calling Are me. you getting a call? I am. I am. Just perfect timing. Um <laughs> <laughs> you want to give me that the and take that on air since oh, yeah. we're just not talking may, fantasy right now may as well take it on the air it, it's uh it's a random number who knows who it is uh, i should have just been like hey you're uh 95.5 you're on the air uh <laughs> it's the limo driver it's the limo driver from detroit <laughs> except that was from uh worcester mass um so yeah, as we get off topic here, <laughs> um, we're going to be broadcasting live everything that happens. So like once I bring Sean in and our guests, 
We're going to be clicking that live broadcast. You're going to get it all unedited. Um, hopefully we don't say anything stupid, but uh, it, there's a lot of stuff that we talk about before and after that doesn't make the show that is good information um, or just entertaining stuff. Uh, this week we were talking about uh, the Spider-Man game and Red Dead Redemption uh, game coming. God, I cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, make sure, you know, sub, um, donate on Patreon.com. It's going to be even $1 a month will get you that live stream. But if you want to uh, help us out in, in bigger increments, we have other things available. Um, so with that, let's end the show with uh, our records this week. Uh, I'm going to drop my balls on the table and say I went 10 and 1 this week after uh, some pretty bad weeks. Mm, seven and one in college, seven and one in Yahoo, zero oh and two in Dynasty. Thanks. I think I went twenty six of thirty. This was by far my best week. Nice. That was with Brandon Cooks too. Mm. Uh, I got really lucky with some points points against this week, which has been the exact opposite of how the rest of the season's gone. So, leave it to the week that I play terribly to be the week that I uh, win most of my leagues. I thirty leagues. I mean, I'm sure we covered this before, but still, like, I thought my... Yeah, okay, so so here's the thing. So I got roped into doing a bunch of them that I really was not planning on doing in the first place. Um, so I got all those just kind of on top of the ones that I'm doing. And so I have multiple accounts that I need to run all those through. Mm-hmm. So then, like, you know, I get done drafting and I'm like, well, that was fun and I'm not really done fucking drafting yet, so why don't I just fill the rest of these spots up with public leagues? So then I just kind of filled the accounts up with just random public leagues that just cause you know, I have room on them. So why not? Yeah, there you go.